Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert, and my co-host, as you may know, is a self-realized mystic, spiritual guide, internationally acclaimed master healer, and best-selling author of the award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous Healing Into Consciousness. Mata has the unique gift to be able to read thought forms and see through the interconnected layers of unconscious beliefs that are repressed in people's bodies and energy. In order to help people heal into consciousness, she devised a revolutionary healing method which miraculously erases self-sabotaging beliefs from the body's cellular memory and empowers the person to live their life fully and fearlessly. The Dalian Method restores physical health and inner peace, and her new book and two CD set on this subject is soon to come out in 2012. Today, we truly have another great show on Osho, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times, and helping us celebrate the greatest Buddha of this century, our very special guests this hour, who incidentally got their start at Osho's ashram. On the show today, this hour, uh, our very special guests, the international recording artists, Deva Pramel and Matan. In what is now a 21-year-old journey into love and creativity, Deva and Matan have taken their inspiring blend of song mantra and meditation all over the world to an international audience. They have released a string of acclaimed CDs with international sales of nearly one million. And their concerts and ecstatic chant workshops are met with rave reviews throughout Europe, Australia, South America, Canada, and the U.S. of A., transcending all musical boundaries. We caught up with them in the midst of their 2011 USA tour and asked them to describe their personal journey and what led them to Osho and how he himself influenced their lives, their music, and creativity. So many roads I've wandered Only to find they all lead to my door Welcome, welcome to the show, both of you. I'm so fortunate and I'm very, very happy to have you uh, online because there's so many questions I want to ask you. I spent the whole morning and last night listening to your music on YouTube, enjoying your website, and I have become a fan 
uh, <laughs> twice over. And I'm so glad. I want to talk to you about Costa Rica, about Greece, about your concerts, about your new CD, Deva. And um, welcome. Again, welcome to the show. I'm so happy. Thank you so much, Albert. It's a beautiful welcome. Where where are you guys? You guys are in the middle of a of, of a big tour, are you not? Yeah, we're in the middle of America. Actually, we're in Boulder right now, and uh, we are making our way to Kansas City, which is our con- next concert on the on our tour. We're actually on a, a 30 day tour, coast to coast, in a in a really great tour bus. You know, one of these buses with bunks and a, a bedroom and. Uh, the whole actually, it's Janet Jackson's tour bus. Isn't that hilarious? Hey, is, I saw it on the website, and I, I was so happy when I saw a picture of the dashboard, and there was a picture of Osho. Yeah, well, you know, Osho uh, travels with us. Travels with us, and it's nice. <laughs> but could, uh, could you, um, Mara? I'm sure you have some questions that you want to ask, but uh, I'm I'm listening to your music. The earlier music, Matan, it seemed like uh, you were in such gratitude about finding this mystic, this modern-day mystic, a mystic that we're calling uh, the greatest Buddha of modern times. And um, we're doing this eight-part series, and we just wanted to get your personal take on on how he changed your life. I think, you know, any, any, any of your listeners who have stumbled upon a mystic are going to are going to understand my story basically because you know when you when you happen upon an exalted soul such as Osho and there's not there's way more than Osho out there but Osho happened to be uh, the uh, the end of the rainbow as far as I was concerned and uh, I, I was just uh, living a life I was a rock musician you know and I was living right. a life very much tied up with uh, everything that went with that and and of course that's um, it's a very intense life and very exciting life in a way when you're a young guy. But basically, it can only lead you somewhere. And where it led me was to uh, explore a deeper level of my perception of what that excitement was. And uh, I found it to be stillness. I found it to be uh, a peaceful interiority. And uh, and uh, I only found that after I I dropped the idea of being a musician and uh, the 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 cross, you know, it was like carrying a cross in a way. I was I was uh, looking for something to nourish me and sustain me in life, and uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't in any of the uh, the uh, rewards or promises, yeah, that uh, society had, had handed me and. Uh, I found with Osho that uh, meditation freed me up from those cares and those worries and those uh, anxieties and, and everything else that went with it. So, so yeah, I just uh, found meditation. I dropped music, and uh, I was happy to contribute and just be part of a, a, a community, a spiritual community, and participate in whatever way was necessary for, for that community to grow. And uh, as it happened, music came back to me, as you said, Albert, in a, in a way I just wanted, I was so grateful and I was so blissed out. I just wanted to say thank you. And the only way I could really say it was in a nonverbal way, in a way. And it was through music and through uh, very simple songs, which, which uh, sustained me and uh, also spoke to the community in a certain way. So... Yeah, we, Dave and I started to sing these songs, and 
And uh, when we left India, we went back to Europe and we started to continue to sing the songs. And we looked up and there was uh, 30 or 40 people in the meditation room. And then the next time we looked up, there was 100 people. And then we had to go to a different place and a bigger place. And now it's thousands. And it's basically the same music and the same connection. And I think the people who come are also people who are like me and you and, and Mada, people who uh, have connected on a spiritual level in some way or another, because we all recognize the same thing. You know, it's not something uh, unusual for the people who come to see us. Well, when I look at my journey with Osha and from what I'm hearing from your journey and everybody else that, that I know, it seems that we we sort of, I don't know what the right word would be, but followed our calling and somewhere new without knowing that this is what we needed to do. And and it seems to me that after Osho leaving his body, many of us came to almost started stepping into our own song. And this is precisely what uh, I've seen your journey from, in a way, from the beginning of stepping into your voice and, and bringing this beautiful almost, you know, divine sort of vibration through your music and Deva through your through your incredible voice and, and the energy that you bring. I think uh, it, it's almost like the flowering of Osho's garden in a way that uh, such a learning for many to, to recognize that once you follow your calling, ultimately you come to the place where you can live your life fully and become a blessing to others as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a that's a, a loaded, a loaded uh, uh, view, you know, to follow one's calling. Because in a way, of course, you know, we all know there's something more, but um, we we don't always know where to look, and and uh, somehow, you know, one, once we step out of our comfort zone, in some strange way, as we as we search authentically, we are. We are supported by by let's call let's call it God or let's call it uh, the divine spirit. But whatever it is, it's somehow um, in my in my case and in Davis too. Once I stepped out of my comfort zone, I was in a in a really scary space. You know, like uh, friends thought I'd gone crazy and. Uh, and uh, family turn against you, and all kinds of things happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that's like for everyone, but that was my story. And uh, and uh, you know, and then you're with a guru. What kind of story is that? You're with mm -hmm. a guru, you you know. And uh, and so you know, on the other side of that is that you know somehow deep in your heart that this is right. This is the way and the path and and of course it does look strange to society as a whole because uh, society as a whole has a different program but uh, when you're when you're with a guru just look at the look at any any photo or any picture of any exalted souls with their masters look at jesus's disciples look at the ecstasy on their faces you know and uh, you can't explain that love to anyone who has not felt it. You know, it's a, it's how can you explain that that it's more even than the love you feel for your parents or your kids? You know, or it's it's beyond a physical love. It's uh, it's very intense and and 
you know, once you come up against it and once you feel it, there's not any, there, there, there's no question anymore. It's not like, uh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I don't. It's just uh, your heart has been stolen and mm -hmm. uh, you are in love. And, and it's mm -hmm. a deeper love than you can ever explain. And that's where our music comes from. Because mm -hmm. once, we've, once we experience the, that kind of depth of love, there was a deep silence there and that's where you begin with music you don't begin by hey listen to me i'm great you begin out of silence because that's the real music that's the music that nourishes the soul and nourishes the spirit and once you begin there then you can let the music take you and the music will disappear again eventually back into silence and when that music disappears back into silence, everybody who participated in that peace will come with you. And there will be a, a sense of peace and, tranquil and tranquility. Excuse me. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata in a taped conversation with international recording artist Deva Pramal and Matan. Their website, by the way, is devapramalmatan.com, all one word. Mata's website is matadalian.com, and please check out Osho at osho.com. We'll be back on Transformation Talk Radio when we return with Deva's comments on her childhood memories of Osho, next on Healing into Consciousness Radio. Thanks for listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. Our Osho series continues now with Deva and Matan in conversation. Hi, Deva. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I think you said it so beautifully. <laughs> I, I love. I um. I want to share a personal experience that I had, and um, this is the first time I saw you in concert. Uh, I, I went with Mata, as a matter of fact, and uh, it was one of the most profound moments of my life. It was, it was transcendent in a way, and I remember the moment where this. What what really kind of struck me as as mystical or, or spiritual was hearing the audience sing the mantras. Uh, with you, um, and I remember the moment where you backed off a little on your microphone, and that allowed the voices of the room to be heard in, in the singing. Uh, you know, in where in which the the background became the foreground, and uh, the moment just gave me goosebumps. And the the way you know Osho was very big on music and dancing, and the way your music and chanting helps deepen. And, and help you go to that silence that uh, Matan was talking about and, and Mata talks about always, right? It's a real doorway to the heart. And uh, going to your concert was a, I hate to sound corny, but it's true. It was a, a true spiritual experience. And uh, I thank you for it. And, uh, you know, I'm gushing here. But, you know. Hey, don't be scared to be corny, uh, Albert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's exactly what Miten was saying. Is when when the singing comes, or that the, there's an unconditional state of just being, just being. This is where the truth is felt. And you know how how to how to explain 
the love for the guru it's it's the unconditional love that everybody is looking for and you feel that you feel that from a space of there's no judgment there is no blame there's complete acceptance and of course that is the highest form of love and when when i see a divine mitan perform it's like when Osho says, you know, the the musician disappears and the music is there. That's exactly what happens, and that's to me the highest form of art that touches touches the hearts because this is where we all resonate in in the one energy. The, even it's without thinking, without knowing. It it's just the knowingness within that everything is part of that divine. Everything is is that blissful and and that the divinity itself speaks without speaking and this is what youtube bring which is so profound in a way that's what touches and you don't even need to say anything just by you being you and just completely being in your in your bliss in your you know in your gifts just that's what that's what has the tremendous power and so maybe we can now um, have Deva say some things. And I think you came to Osho, well, you were really, really young, weren't you? Yeah, so I, I can't actually say that he changed my life because I don't really know life without Osho. You know, I mean, I was 11 or 10 when I did my first dynamic and Kundalini meditation. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Which maybe not everyone knows, but it's, a, it's the active meditations that Osho devised that involves shaking and dancing and sitting and uh, lying still so actually also suitable for a 10 year old <laughs> mm. and i mean i did of course i remember beforehand i wanted to become christian and at one point and i had different you know i grew up with mantras so um i had that eastern spirituality very much present in my life but then finding my own path first i thought Christian Christianity would be it but then before I could get baptized and take the whole step Osho came in my life and and I felt instantly at home and I just felt like I was I mean I was 10 or 11 so I didn't have like a lot of spiritual uh, questions you know formed in my mind but I just felt oh this is home you know I'm ha I'm happy with these people I'm happy doing these meditations I I love the the face of Osho, that his eyes. You know, I couldn't understand his words, so it wasn't. I didn't really know what he was talking about. And uh, and then, you know, so that's since I was eleven. That's thirty years ago. So that's a long time. <laughs> so you were fortunate in a way that your parents were sannyasins, and that's how you end up meeting with Osho. Then my um, I got introduced to Osho as. As the, at the same time as my parents became familiar with him, and then mm -hmm. my ma mother went to Pune in '81, and so she experienced him in his body, in his physical presence, and and then I decided. I, first, I was a little, I wanted to become a disciple, but then at those in those days it meant to wear red, and the mala around your neck with his picture. So. I was first a little hesitant, you know, would I be able to go, would I dare to go to school like that, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, but then I did, and I just went to school for, for seven years in red clothes and mala, and uh, it was totally no problem, and, and, yeah, it was 
I actually loved it so much. I wore it much longer than Osho said. <laughs> Osho at one point said, oh, "You don't need you don't need this anymore," mm-hmm. and I kept on for two more years because I loved it so much. You know, when I was uh, looking at uh, some of your video clips, Eva, um, you were talking uh, in reference to your latest CD called Password, and you spoke about the happiness that you feel when you sing. And I just retroflected back on myself uh, while I was attending your concert, and that's what you allowed me to feel was that happiness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it was wonderful. It's so simple. I think that's that's basically what we are looking for. No, we are looking for a space where we are contented. We don't have any other thoughts, or we are not pulled in any direction, and we are feeling connected, and we're feeling alive. So the singing, you know, makes us feel alive in our physical bodies. It makes us feel charged in ourselves just through the vibration of the voice, and we are creating beauty together with with other souls like we're creating a beautiful sound i think that's really i think that's the actually that's that's uh, i don't know every cd that you put out i go oh this is my favorite cd but this one was really i love this latest one the password and you know i have to tell you the first song that you have there it almost triggered back a memory for me when i first heard you in 2000 and this was at the um Osho commune at the ashram in India mm-hmm. and that's you know everybody who hears you guys the first time I'm sure they, they fall in love with with what you bring and, and your your singing is just incredible so and I remember when I was listening to you for the first time and of course my journey has been such that I've remembered a lot of my past lives and remembering past lives it's very very easy for me it's almost like instantaneous and not only I connect with my own past lives i also am able to see other people's past lives and the and the journey the steps that you know brings them to this mm-hmm. and i remember seeing w- with you the first the, the impression i had that you were all, you were in india before and you were actually singing uh, mantras in india before mm-hmm. but th- there was this feeling that you wanted to bring something new and because India, we know it's very classical and they're very, you know, anything set in tradition, people are very difficult for them to change, to, to embrace something new. And because you wanted to bring something new into the, the world of the mantras and they were not really embracing it or accepting it, somewhere you had to come back in the Western culture to bring that, to be able to bring your personal touch. And this is quite a courageous thing when when a person has their own signature. It's not often, you know, many people sing mantras, but it's not often when somebody has their own signature, which basically stays for a long, long time, even after they're gone. Somebody like Osho is also has has a very strong signature mm. so this was my impression and and hopefully you know one day and i see this coming already through the mantras that that have that more eastern depth now and i think mm. the combination of what 
you did with me ten and his um his imprint what he brought into the this combination i think that that was such a important part that could bring uh, hopefully you can bring that and live that dream of yours going back to india and hopefully you can be accepted with that new signature maybe yeah, that could make a revolution in indian mantra singing yeah. I, I, we get actually quite a lot of uh, feedback from indian people who you know, living in India and also living abroad. And they are very, very touched. And, and uh, also older people, you know, like people who, who you feel like really are steeped in the tradition and they've had it all their lives in the traditional way. And they, they're very touched. So it's it's very, I always love that, you know. It's, yeah. it makes so you're great. going to be able to live your... Uh, your wish. You're going, you're going to be able to uh, to complete that part of uh, what was sitting and waiting for to be lived and to be manifested. So it's beautiful. And that's great. That's why I say it's a revolution, because even traditional people are going to... It's, it's like opening people's minds. You can open people's minds with music. And just so that people start thinking, there is another way. Mm. We don't have to be stuck in just one way. This is the way. Mm. That part of consciousness that uh, with your work and your music, you help to change that part of consciousness in the human thinking process. So um, I think that's that's beautiful. I'd like to emphasize that because, you know, many times people don't really think of music being a contributor in, in shifting of consciousness, but it is such an important part. And to me, music is even more powerful than a thought or, or a word. Mm. And it brings you to experience the divine so much easier than any kind of word will be able to accomplish. Mm. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata in conversation with international recording artists Deva Pramal and Matan, who are helping us celebrate the life and work of Osho, the greatest Buddha of this century. Mata's website is matadalian.com. Deva and Matan's is Deva Pramal mitan.com, all one word. And don't forget, please visit osho.com. Coming up next on Healing into Consciousness Radio after this short break, Deva talks about her and Mitan's satsang circles in beautiful Costa Rica and in sunny Greece. That's next on Healing into Consciousness Radio. Thank you for listening. conversation with uh, Deva Pramal and Matan on Healing into Consciousness Radio. You know, guys, I love the concept of satsang circles that you guys uh, really play up in, on your website, where you come to see just how much nourishment and sustenance music, meditation, and community can, can give one. 
And I was wondering if you could share some of the experiences that you have or have been uh, in doing this, especially in places like Costa Rica and uh, Greece. Could you talk about that? Yeah, um, actually, Costa Rica and Greece is the it's kind of the seed of the satsang circle because that happens with us as as the facilitator. So it's a the, we we love offering holiday seminars that last for one week, where we gather every day for two chanting sessions and singing and we have about a hundred people or something and we just go deeper and deeper into the mantras we let them unfold we let them flower we let we uh, we spontaneous things happen and and we can also go into the sufi circle dances and and exercises mm-hmm. so it's very it's we love that it's it creates community and it and we're in a in a beautiful place, you know, Costa Rica, right on the ocean, um, beautiful warm ocean, and uh, just gorgeous nature. And then we have enough time in the day also to relax, you know. So it's really slowing down, which is, I think, like Osho says, you know, my whole point here is to get you to slow down. <laughs> so <Right. clears throat> that we do in Corfu in Costa Rica, and the Satsang Circus is actually. It's the flower almost of that seed because what we really, what's our mission is that this doesn't stay only in Corfu, in Costa Rica when we are around, you know, that people can take this into their daily lives, into their homes, into wherever they live, and they can continue this same feeling without without needing any prerequisites. And and then, you know, make that a, a, your, your offering and your gift to yourself to sit down every you know, twice a month or once a week or once a month and and enjoy a meditation which is really focused on the benefits of singing, chanting and the silence that follows. Making so, music as a meditation. Yeah, and you use the CD. If, you, if you're not a musician, you know, that's why we make the CD so you can sing along with them. You have the words, you have the, you know what it means. Also, you can use a beautiful Rumi poem to inspire you know read it to each other or have some quotes of your of your spiritual teachers so um, we have a forum on our website where people can post um, that they offer one or where they that they're looking for for other people to join and uh, it's it's very beautiful what we the stories we hear back from people that have made that step you have to make the step which is i think the most challenging part is the first step because yeah. You know, you have to. You might sit there alone the first day. You might sit there for half a year alone. You know, <laughs> but uh, once you start being a magnet, it will come. You know, that you attract the people that want to be in that same space with you. I'm just amazed looking at your website how much of your life that you actually share. Uh, when you post uh, pictures of your current tours, and it's all chronicled. You know, on on the, on the website, it's just amazing, and people can interact with a blog and uh, see where you are at any particular moment uh, of the year or month, and uh, where you're at. And I just loved the fact that there's you know there's a kind of uh, information on the mantras that you sing in terms of their meaning, and even the the, the music chords that one can uh, play along mm-hmm. with the mantra. That's just wonderful. You share, you guys share so much of your life uh, with everyone. It just amazes me. Yeah, I mean, it it just feels like a family, you know. When we when we come together, or even we when we meet somebody on the street who comes up to us, I love your music, you know. It feels like meeting an old friend, you know. And it always comes with so much love and and uh, 
it's just, you know, because we used to live in the ashram every year, we would go for six months, for 10 years, we would go for every year for six months to the ashram in Pune and live there. And and I just felt at one point, oh, we need to, we, this needs to expand, you know, and now it really feels like we are, we are in this, you know, all along, all the time. Yeah. How do you find your balance being on the road and doing so much uh, road concerts? And I, I'm sure it looks very, it probably is very demanding. How do you stay centered? Is it the music that centers you and everything revolves around that and gives you the balance that you need to, to do what you do? Yeah, I mean, we because what we do is what we love doing the most. And, and it's the most nourishing. Like you said, when you sat in that concert and everyone was singing without us, you know, that's one of my favorite moments in the concert, things like that. And and I must admit that just being with Meten for me is, is a huge, I mean, that I couldn't do it without without having that nourishment of being with each other and enjoying each other's company and, and taking care of each other. And wow. uh, I mean, we've been now 20 years together and we are always together. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever get angry at each other? I'm just curious. Yeah, we do sometimes, but it's so it's so quick, you know. It just is a kind of a quick outburst, and then and then then it's the clouds are gone again. You know, it, we don't hold on to things, so uh, it's very easy. We're just very, it's somehow it's just very simple. It's very we're very blessed, and we have no uh, credit to take for it because it's always been like that. You know, we haven't worked on it, or we haven't kind of worked it out or anything. It's just the way it's just the way it is. Right. No, when when the shoe fits, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> and then if it doesn't fit, it's hard to make it fit. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um are, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share that uh that so you feel that might help? Well uh, as you know this this series it's our way of showing our appreciation and love and gratitude to someone without whom. I know for me personally, if it wasn't Osho's influence in my life, I don't know where I would have been, where I would be now. And if it wasn't for his compassion, love, and his meditations and the Buddha field that he created, my life would have been probably not so... um, full, exciting, and fulfilling. I can say that for sure. And that's why I feel anyone that can find or be in in such an energy field will be finding something that is on the earth but doesn't really belong here yet. Hopefully what we lived in that small oasis can become eventually part of you know, normal lifestyle on this planet. We have probably a long ways to go. However, everything is moving so quickly that the long ways might be not as long as we think or normally might take. So in terms of your personal experience that uh, could have been in your memory that touched you, that made made a difference for you, that you wouldn't have had if it hasn't been in the energy field of Osho and his presence. Um, if you have any memory that you could share, that probably would be a nice way to show how these things work. Yeah, I think uh, one that immediately comes to mind is the moment that Osho died. 
and uh, I was in the in our meditation hall, Buddha Hall in Pune, when that happened, and uh, it was an incredible moment when his doctor came to tell the congregation that Osho had died that afternoon. It was very unexpected, and um, there was an incredible sound that arose from the 2,000 people in that hall, a, a sound that I'd never heard before, and it was a it was a, a combination of many different emotions. And, and, and what happened for me in that moment, because I, I'd, I'd, of course, heard many times that the, the most profound and the most in, incredible moment is the moment that the master leaves his body. And I remember opening my... I, I was about to play music for him as he came in that night, and I put my guitar down, and I, I, was, I, I had my arms open, and I was feeling him pouring in me, and I was saying to myself, if if uh, this is the moment, if you don't let him in now, and I didn't really know what I was m saying to myself or what I was meaning, but anyway, I felt the light uh, pouring into me. And uh, I realized after that, that this whole journey and this whole idea and this whole concept of the master is just simply to bring us to a point of loving ourselves and this and and that's all the master does he's not interested in uh having a fan club or having a facebook site you know he, his job is to disappear and that's what osho and that's what all the masters tell us i'm not here you know and because we are in our limited perceptions we focus and we we push all that love Onto the master, onto the master, onto the master, onto the master. His beautiful eyes, his beautiful movement, everything else. And there comes a moment when that is gone. And where to put that love? There's only one place, and that love is internal. And that's what the master's been telling us all the time. It's not me. I'm just a window. And that's the biggest misunderstanding that the West has about the master-disciple relationship because they see it as a master-slave relationship, most people. And uh, the fact is that the master's not interested in receiving our love. They can receive it. That's their beauty, their compassion. What happens is that the, 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 the more steps one takes towards the master, the more steps one takes to, to, to one's own heart. And that's the, that's the trick, and that's the gift. That uh, It's just the teaching of how to love ourselves. The love that we share is the love that we feel for ourselves. And that's the love that we share with the world and with our friends and our loved ones. It's the love we have for ourselves. And that's the... That's the memory that I, I, I cherish, Mother. Mm -hmm. And the courage to surrender. Well, you don't you don't even you don't even have a choice. You know, mm -hmm. you don't say, oh, "Okay, I'll surrender." <laughs> you don't actually uh, have that kind of perception. You're just in love, and you can't say to the heart, "Oh, uh, my heart," uh, you know, uh, "My heart," I, I'm told my heart to open, or, or I've decided to surrender. You don't have a choice. You know, it's bigger than that. It's uh, it's not something that you can intellectually decide to do. You just swept off your feet, and uh, and you know that's where the uh, ecstasy comes from. Do I know that? Me turn my name. <laughs> my translation of my name is ecstasy. Ah. And so yeah, Mada means ecstasy. And uh, actually, that's 
the the reason I said surrender is because what keeps us what keeps our heart closed or uh, what what prevents us from surrendering and from actually being in that divine energy is the fears and the fear of course coming from the ego uh, the ego that needs to survive and uh, like you were describing opening your arms and welcoming the master in you're welcoming your own greatness in in a way or opening to that so it's it's sort of like a moment it's always that moment that always comes unexpectedly when the mind cannot of course ask for it it's 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 a gift from the universe sharing some personal thoughts on the greatest buddha of this century that is matan with deva pramal on Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Some final thoughts when we come back after another short break. And just a reminder, you can check us out on Facebook. Like us if you like. And Mata's website is matadalian.com. Deva and Matan is devapramalmatan.com, all one word. And don't forget Osho. Last but not least, osho.com. This is more music from Deva Pramal and Matan, Empty Heart, on Healing into Consciousness Radio, as we get into the break. So many roads I've wandered Only to find they all lead to my door So I don't have to search no more Take the water to the thirsty I sing my song to the empty sky I know the rains have heard me Consciousness Radio. You're listening to our Osho series, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times. Sunrise Over the mountain Spread in your light Over the land sharing with a friend how Osho really is in my life in the sense that if I take one of his books off my bookshelf and just open up a page and read the page, it speaks directly to me. And I was looking at your both of uh, your career guys and, and how I, I see Osho's hand 
in it all, and and you're actually doing his work. You probably know that on some level, but I, I, I see it from this side of the audience or stage uh, very clearly, and uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we we both feel somehow that uh, Osho wanted this to happen and brought us together. It's a mystical occurrence, but that's that's how we sense it, and because of that, it uh, our our journey together is anything other than a career. It it is so strange to uh, to equate what we do. It's totally our spiritual practice with uh, any kind of. Uh, financial reward you know it's a it's a strange thing because we never set out to uh to do this we were just singing be- for our family yeah our, our community you know and uh, it, it grew in its own way and we we've, we've just negotiated that wave as it as we ride it we have people looking after the business side it's nothing to do we don't interested in that side of the things we have people who um put our tours together and take care of us and uh, and Dave and I at the center of the cyclone with Manoz our beautiful mm. Nepalese uh, uh, flute player who who has become part of our family we we just hang out and in, in the center of the cyclone and uh, play music and people say okay we'll the bus leaves at 6:30 we're going to Kansas City the next concert is Kansas City and uh, the sound check is at 5:30 and etc and then we we deal with it on that level but it's it's nothing we plot or plan it's uh, it's a very interesting uh, world that Dave and I find ourselves in because it's it's really not about making music for money or recognition it just happened <laughs> wow yeah. Everything great happens that way, doesn't it? I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Um, we've been interviewing, we interviewed Amrita, uh, Osho's physician, and we talked to Pramod and Anil, who take care of the Osho media. And uh, what's really beautiful that each interview brings, you know, the person's essence out and the the sort of like a, the pieces of the puzzle that create this beautiful tapestry. And with with your interview, what I feel a lot of, well, the vibration I feel through this interview, there's a lot of loving energy. There's a lot of love that's radiating through the interview, which is very beautiful. And And, of course, everybody brings their own unique essence and and uh, their gifts into making this as a as a beautiful orchestra and uh, just imagine if this orchestra will be like the whole world will exist in the same way and and everybody following their own heart and just being in their own vibration of love finding that love within as you're saying and that's all we need to do really then there's no need for religions there's no need for gurus, there's no need for followers and, and there's no need to follow anyone, then just living in that orchestra of everybody living their own unique essence. So uh, hopefully this is going to be the future of this planet as as they you know say the enlightened era is around the corner. Hopefully we will have that kind of a planet that would vibrate more with love and the divinity and uh, Keep sharing your music because the more people hear it, the more you spread that vibration. And it's all about vibration. It's all about that 
transformation in whatever way possible. Yeah, we all do our bit. Eh? We all do. We all contribute. Absolutely. Yeah. Mhm. I guess we've run out of things to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then silence. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, well, that's true. <laughs> Everything I, I, ends in silence. Very good. I want to thank you both for uh, for being on Healing into Consciousness Radio and uh, being a part of our uh, series on Osho. Um, it was wonderful uh, speaking with you both. For us, too. It was so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, very nice. And, and continued uh, success and uh, spreading the word, spreading the vibe, and that uh, wonderful feeling uh, that brings us closer uh, to our hearts. Thank you, Thank you. We're doing yeah. it. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Okay. Join us next week when we continue with our wonderful series on Osho, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times, visiting Mata and I with some transformational talk and helping us celebrate the greatest Buddha of the century. We will talk to not only one of the founders of New Earth Records, but also international recording artist and New Age pioneer, Deuter. That's the multiple composer of Osho's active meditations and the co-founder of the company that markets and distributes Osho's active meditations next week on Healing into Consciousness Radio. For Mata and myself, see you then. You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.